Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code COLLEGEDRAFT to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it's Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Most of you know that. A bunch of podcasts. We are recording College Draft and Ross Tucker football podcast later on a Monday morning than we normally do because I just got home. I just got back from Chargers Chiefs last night, red eye overnight, get back home, get into the podcast, start making the podcast. You can check me out on social media, of course, at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. The show is always available on YouTube, youtube.com. Slash Ross Tucker NFL. The one thing I definitely recommend is to check out the highlight clips of the other shows. Maybe it's some of the shows that you don't listen to religiously. And you can always get a chance to check out the highlights, the best clips from those other shows. Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and of course the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. This show is three podcasts in one. It's a college football podcast where we talk about some of the biggest games. It's an NFL draft prospect uh, podcast where we talk about some of the best prospects. And then it's a college football betting podcast where we talk about the spread in those games as well. And we do it all with the help of my guy, Emery Hunt, at F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter, Football Game Plan on YouTube, FootballGamePlan.com, slash 2023 draft guide did you pre-order yet you should i did i'm getting mine as soon as it's ready i will devour that bad boy if you've been listening or watching enough you know nobody has the breadth and the depth of emory when it comes to prospects look i'm about to ask emory about the fcs playoff bracket and nobody will know more about it than him go emory Listen, Ross, it's funny to watch people at the FCS laugh and joke about what people do in the FBS only to do the same things in the FCS. They talk about, oh, it's SEC bias or Power 5 bias, and they do the same exact things in the FCS with regards to the Big Sky Conference, the Colonial Athletic, and the Missouri Valley Conference. You smash all these teams in the top 25, so when they start playing each other in conference, oh, wow, 
They're beating up on each other. This is a tough conference week to week, down and down, play by play. Oh, if you don't play in these leagues, you know, it's hard. Can this undefeated Holy Cross team that beat an FBS team that beat the brakes off a lot of teams on their schedule, can they go week to week in the Colonial or the Big Sky or whatnot? And then you double back and give Montana, who lost four games against all top 25 teams, all teams in the playoffs, you give those guys and at large bid over a Florida A&M who had the same exact resume as they did last year, an FBS loss and a loss of Jackson State. But this year, the same 92 record is not good enough to get in over a four-loss Montana team. And if you're UT Martin, how upset are you? Because you're not in, despite going undefeated in, in OVC play, because you lost a coin flip. The OVC decided their conference champion, their at-large bid, or their auto bid with a coin flip. It would have been best for UT Martin to lose the coin flip and therefore Southeast Missouri State, who's 9-2 and two on a year, probably would have gotten an at-large bid. So that way both teams would have got in. But who's to say they would have gotten in? Because they would have looked at the OVC and said, well, yeah, they are 9-2, and two, but this four-loss Montana team, man, this four-loss, four-and-four in conference play Delaware team deserves to get in. Are you kidding me? I hate it. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it, it is a bummer for sure. I'll be very curious to see how far Holy Cross goes this year. They've obviously done an amazing job and have an outstanding team. Fordham too, man. Here's the thing: Fordham averages fifty points a game, and people say, "Oh, you know, to get two teams in from the Patriot League, bro." Listen, they put up fifty-two against Ohio, the Bobcats, who I think are playing for the MAC championship this weekend. And when you think about the ability to put up 50 plus points, yeah, their defense is going to give up 50 points, but you got to be able to score at least 35 to beat Fordham. If you can't score 35 with the way their defense is giving it up, then you're not going to beat Fordham. They have a Mike Tyson like puncher's chance to beat you in the playoffs. And Lindsey Scott Jr., the quarterback of incarnate word, who I've talked about a lot when he was at Nichols last year, He's an NFL prospect, in my opinion. You know, his size is not a skill. He's 5'11", 212. Dude has 50 touchdown passes on the season. Added another seven on the ground. Only four interceptions, Ross. Incarnate word, a one uh, only loss of the season, came against Southeastern Louisiana. They also have an FBS win. So, incarnate word, people, you know, knock the Southland Conference. They have a Mike Tyson-like puncher's chance to beat people each and every week because they also average 50-something points a game. Let's dive into some of the FBS games. It's rivalry week. And as a reminder, you know, you got the FCS playoffs after rivalry week. Then you get conference championship games we'll talk about next week. But college football regular season is coming to a close. You got to get in on the draft stuff. Get ahead of the game here with Emory. Speaking of getting ahead of the game, Forget about all those high prices and endless contracts. Sling is your most valuable option when it comes to finding your favorite channels with the best deal for sports, news, entertainment. They have the best live TV content all in one place, all at the lowest price. If you're like me and you love NFL Red Zone, you can watch every touchdown live every Sunday afternoon with NFL Red Zone on Sling for a limited time. Get Sling Blue and add on Sports Extra 
with NFL Red Zone for half off your first month. Regular price is $46, now only $23. So you get the best deal on Red Zone, so you can catch all the touchdowns at the lowest price with Sling TV. Visit sling.com slash DraftKings to sign up today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Emery, who are you signing up to watch in the Egg Bowl? Thanksgiving night, Mississippi State at Ole Miss. Listen, and because I'm bringing up a D-tackle first, Mississippi State, I got to say, Ross, based off how smoothly and seamless you transition to these ads, I would have been the D-tackle to get blown up on every trap play. Because I'm thinking, (laughs) okay, we're about to jump right into a game, and here you go, boom. And I'm like, man, I didn't see that one coming. So I, it brings me to talk about Cameron Young. But you know what's funny, by the way, Emery? I get um. If you said LeBet blue, my buddy, if, if you said LeBet blue, I'd have been like, "Damn it, Ross, you did it again." <laughs> if my no, if my buddies, if my buddies text me about the show, it's either betting or they're laughing at one of my segues or transitions to a to an ad read. They love it because <laughs> you'd be killing it, uh, Cameron Young. The uh, D D tackle from Mississippi State. He's an interior guy. When I say interior, I know people say, "Oh, D tackle is interior." Yes, I'm talking about specifically shade, nose, one tech, maybe even a two eye if you want to play play him that way. So I think he's going to find a home there. Um, he's got you know good ability off the ball. Now I'm laughing and, and joking about you know trapping and all of those things. I tend to think that he has to be able to be. To, to be a little bit more cognizant of trap screens and things of that nature because, you know, he has to find the ball a little bit better. But you can't teach ball get off. You can't teach his core strength and his functional strength. So that's why I do like him on the inside. I think he poses a problem for anybody, a guard, center, and also on combo blocks. On the other side, uh, he's got a big matchup against Mason Brooks, the guard for Ole Miss. Yeah, and Brooks transferred in from Western Kentucky, and he's a tackle that has played, you know, that is playing guard for Ole Miss. So you like the fact that he has versatility. So position flexibility, number one. But you bring some of those tackle skills, the footwork to the guard position, which helps you out in projecting forward. Now, he's a reserve, so you're going to have to really watch the entire game to see him get those reps in because he's come off the bench often for Ole Miss, but definitely someone because of his position flexibility is going to get into one of these postseason all-star games and be able to showcase, okay, at the NFL level, I think he can be X, but because he has started and played a lot of snaps at two separate O-line positions at the FBS level, that bodes well for his future. Ole Miss is laying two and a half. And it's in Oxford. They're expecting a close game, Emory. Are you? Um, I don't know, man. It's hard to look at what I watched from Ole Miss last weekend getting drummed by K.J. Jefferson in Arkansas. So instead of the, the line, I'm going to attack the total. Because this is a an offense on both sides that can score the ball, and it's a rivalry game, 
I'm going to take the over. I believe the over is what, 63 points? 61 right now on DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm I'm rolling with the over. Okay, Emery's going with the over on Ole Miss and Mississippi State. A lot of good games on tap Friday and Saturday. So Friday you got Baylor, Texas at noon and Tulane, Cincinnati. All these Friday afternoon games because nobody works on Friday afternoons of Thanksgiving, at least not many people. Um, I will be, of course, because it's football season. Sure, Emory will be as well. Cincinnati is favored by two at home on Friday, Emory. And you look at some of the studs in this game. Tulane's got a running back, Tajay Spears, that you like. Yeah, it is. It's funny when you watch and when we make comparisons to players we're making stylistic comparisons is never truly a one-to-one. So for me, when I watch uh, Spears run the football, there's a lot of Brees Hall within this game. He's got a a smooth, fluid uh, stride when he runs. He's able to gallop and gain that acceleration. You can see him like dig deep and find an extra, you know, burst to, to outrun a defense or to create some separation. He's going to the senior bowl. You can understand why. This dude is someone that just sees the game um, very well. He doesn't waste time. You can even, I don't, again, it's not a one-to-one, but the way he's able to really hit the accelerator and burst pass is sort of Tony Pollard-like, you know? So I like the, the you know, Brees Hall combination with Tony Pollard. I just think this dude is a really good back. And I can't wait to dive into him when I grade these backs because surprisingly, um, he has a lot of traits that could yield itself to him being, you know, within my top five. You know how you know how I was a big fan of Sir Roderick Thompson of Texas Tech. This dude has that type of ability. I'm like, man, this I can't wait to watch more of this guy play. What about um, for Cincinnati? They've had some good players on defense last few years: Sauce Gardner, Brian Cook. And you like their linebacker, Ivan Pace Jr. Who they got from Miami of Ohio. So they were able to raid um, another program to replenish some of the talent that they lost. Uh, The Giants would have sorely missed Darian Beavers, who was a stud all training camp preseason before he suffered a season-ending injury. And he's someone that's that's next in line of these really good Cincinnati backers. I think he has a sideline-to-sideline ability. I can play inside backer. Uh, you can probably see him as a as a weak side backer. I think he's more along the lines of staying on the inside. And the reason why I chose him is because the obvious matchup. Like in the first game we talked about, you're looking at Pace having to stop that two-lane run game and really keeping someone like Spears at bay. So I think this would be a great showcase for him and a showcase for this Bearcat defense. This is a strength versus strength battle because Tulane's defense is also very good. So I like this matchup here that we're going to get to see on Friday. Should be a good one. Really looking forward to it. Um, huge game. Cincinnati is laying two at home. The total's 46 and a half. Let's stick with the theme, Ross. Defense, defense, defense. So I am attacking the under here of what, 47 points? 46 and a half, yep. I'm going under, man. This is for the 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 I think the right to go play in a cotton bowl. So 
I mean, yeah, it's one game season. You want to get to the Cotton Bowl. Um, so, but you're also going to be a little bit conservative in some of your approaches in how you, you know, call this game. Um, so I think that's going to yield because we've got two really good defenses. It's going to yield a tighter matchup. I'm going to take the under here. Boy, this is interesting, by the way, because it feels like um, Nebraska-Iowa used to only be the only game on Friday of Thanksgiving week. Now, man, maybe Arkansas-Missouri, but now I'm just looking at it. There's a ton of games on Friday. Yeah. I mean, Baylor-Texas, Tulane-Cincinnati, Utah State-Boise State, Central Michigan-Eastern Michigan, Toledo against Western Michigan. Arizona State, Arizona, NC State, North Carolina, Arkansas, Missouri, New Mexico, Colorado State, Nebraska, Iowa, which is standard, UCLA, California. Then at night, you got Florida, Florida State, and Wyoming, Fresno State. That's like 10 games on Friday. It didn't used to be that many. Remember Florida, Florida State used to mean something? Remember that was like noon Eastern on ABC? Like that game used to be must-see TV. Now that game is buried uh, on a night slate when everyone got the itis and probably doing something else on a Friday. One of the games that's on Saturday at noon is South Carolina against Clemson. Clemson is laying 14 and a half points. South Carolina coming off that gigantic win over Tennessee. By the way, I just feel awful for Hendon Hooker, Emory. Oh. I mean, that's... I mean, he's playing so long. He was waiting for this chance this year. He's shown out. And then now he has a torn ACL. It just, it's just going to be tough for him now because they're going to say, well, he's older and he's got the torn ACL. And he just got a couple strikes against him now. And I think that's his second knee injury, I believe, too. So he has the double whammy of, you know, multiple knee injuries, older prospect. If he was gaining some late first round buzz, that is probably going to get pushed down to round three. Um, and that's unfortunate for him. But as we both know, Ross, football, college football in particular, but football in general, it's a redemption game. How about the redemption for Joe Milton? You know, what he was supposed to be coming into Michigan. I remember he had the big blowout game against Minnesota during the pandemic season. Didn't pan out the rest of the way got benched, transferred to Tennessee, was supposed to come in and be the guy, was a guy against Bowling Green last year, and then, you know, just kind of just didn't pan out and got usurped by Hendon Hooker. And the Hendon Hooker story not only took off last year, but also into this season. And like Jalen Hurts did against, uh, well, in, you know, his time in getting benched at, you know, Alabama, you know, when he was, when they were blowing teams out, Joe Milton was getting into the game. And making the most of his opportunity looks like a completely different player. Same thing for Jalen Hurts. I'm not saying they're going to be on the same trajectory, but how about this opportunity for him coming in and having a, a chance to really uh, play? And also that ties into Spencer Rattler. Redemption, right? Man, the game he played last weekend against um, Tennessee, it's almost like, Ross, I don't know how you were, but I was like this close to being like, you know what? That Spencer Rattler kid, man, is he's starting to put it together. But it's one game. It is one game. But you had to have been happy for him 
and him not only getting that monumental win, but how he was playing, you know, in that game, it makes you wonder. And this is why it's so hard to be an evaluator if you're a scout when you really have to. It's easy for us because we could say some stuff, and then next week we could say some different stuff and be like, oh, oh well. But if you're a scout where your job is on the line, you really have to. Man, is what we saw last week uh, an aberration or a sign of things to come for Spencer Rattler? Can we get this Spencer Rattler for a full game? for a full 17-game season as a pro prospect. And if you're Spencer Rattler and you have another great game against Clemson and a great bowl game, do you then entertain coming out and strike while the iron's hot and put the onus on those evaluators to make that decision? So this is a fascinating game and a fascinating prospect in Rattler. That is really interesting. Um you know, to be honest with you, I just hadn't kept up with him that much, Emery, to know how he had been playing this year. I hadn't heard much about him, so I just assumed he wasn't doing that much. He wasn't. He was He was playing terrible. Then you look out there against Tennessee, I'm like, man, check inner city Baker Mayfield out there balling and is doing a great job in doing so. Now you have to wonder, okay, if, why the light went on in this game as opposed to the whole season because just the previous week you're like oh my god spencer bro you 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 would you would have thought he'd never played college football and this was that was his first start at every game but last week you're like why wasn't this shown all it bro is it's the it's crazy how you have to really parse through this and if you're spencer rattler now you probably thinking differently and what if what if they upset clemson in this game it could happen What about on Clemson's side of it? Who are you looking at there? Sheridan Jones, solid corner, fits the MO. They have a type at Clemson, like how Green Bay has a type at wide receiver. If you're long, lanky, and light-skinned, you're going to play for the Green Bay Packers. They love those type of receivers, those sour punch straw-built receivers that can fly. They love those guys. Clemson loves these these 5'11", 6-feet corners that are muscular, that can mirror and match, get their hands on you, redirect you, not afraid to come up and tackle and run support that play well on the edge. So that's Sheridan Jones. I think he's a solid corner. He has pro-ready game. Um, he's playing on the boundary side, which in this terms, in this sense, it's you know on the side that's shorter to the um, sideline, not the field side where you have all the room to work with. So, you know, I know people view boundary and field differently. I view boundary as where he's going to have to guard the X receiver. Um, and which may means he's not the top tier athlete as the field guy has to be because he has the field to cover. Um, but I do like Sheridan Jones's ability uh, and all those attributes that I that I mentioned. Okay, fourteen and a half feels like they're begging you, Emory, to take South Carolina. Right. It, it, here's it's, the, it's the hook it's on DraftKings Sportsbook. Take the fourteen and a half. They're begging you to do it, Emory. The total is 50 and a half what are you doing here's they're begging you to take it based off the uh human philosophy of what we just saw last man i just watched spencer rattler go out there and win against tennessee there's no way they're gonna get beat by 14 and a half points against clemson like i'm not even touching that ross sticking with the script i'm going over on the total 
I'm just attacking the total. I'm not touching that 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 dangerous, tasty point spread that just sitting there like some baked mac and cheese with truffles shaved all over. You can tell my my uh, food tastes have grown uh, as we've gotten older, Ross. But back when we was on a dollar budget, it was straight Velveeta. But now we get truffles too. So. Yes, I'm not touching that. I'm going to go eat the salad. I'm going to go be healthy and take the over as opposed to this point spread. I love that you said tasty because as soon as you said that, you got me thinking about Labatt Blue Light. When I think about football season, I think about Labatt Blue Light season, baby. How about all of my listeners, Emery, tweeting me the pictures of them measuring how high the snow was in Labatt Blue Light Can. Just unbelievable. There's no better way to measure snow or watch your team than with the pristine Canadian goodness of a cold Labatt Blue Light in your hand. Stock up. Be the MVP of your tailgate. Share a Labatt on game day with your crew. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Last but not least, Emery, let's dive into... The Pacific Northwest, Washington at Washington State, the Apple Cup. And I I know we've talked about both these quarterbacks before. I want to talk about both of them again. Let's start with Washington quarterback Michael Penix Jr. Yeah, and it's funny. First of all, the Apple Cup, Ross, remember how important rivalry weekend used to be? It used to be a big deal. I feel like because we're playing games all day during the week, that no one talks about these games anymore. This used to be like the, the you know, the crowning jewel of college football season of a college football season, the rivalry weekend, then conference championships, you know, and then off to the bowl games. But this is one of my favorite ones to watch because it's always chaos. And Penix Jr., you know, I know people are using him to come. They're they're talking about they're downgrading a, a Will Levis and bringing up Michael Penix Jr. And I feel like a lot of people got to stop doing that. But also. I feel like many are just looking at box scores because when you watch Penix, yeah, Penix has a live arm. You know, he's someone that that does a great job in keeping this offense on pace, but I think he's a one speed thrower. I feel like he's a um, spot thrower as well. So if it's, if it's not there, it's, it's likely to get turned back the other way. This is the same guy we saw play at Indiana. You know, it, it, it has a weird delivery coming from a lefty, which is always unique in this in and of itself. Um, but I feel like he's a good player. He's playing well for Washington. Um, he gives them a chance, but this is still the same streaky passer. I feel like that we saw at Indiana and it's not a knock is just being honest, you know, it's just to me, Indiana with a different coat of paint. And so he has to develop some touch. He has to develop some little nuances, some changeups in his passing. Um, but you like that he's protecting the ball a little bit better at Washington, which is why they are ranked going into this matchup. And I think you, uh, I know we've talked about him a couple of times. I know you like Cam Ward. Yeah, coming from uh, Incarnate Word, um, point and shoot passer. Like he just racks up completions. So that's why at the end of the day, you look at his stats and it's like, oh, yeah, he's, you know, 30 for 31, you know, 
98 yards, three touchdowns. He's like, man, like he's just completing passes. It's like catch, shoot, complete. Uh, but when they ask him to make throws that are off script or off schedule, he can do those things as well. So he's just playing well within the offense, but he's definitely someone that can play off script. I think he's protecting the ball better on the back end of the season. Um, had that been the case a little bit earlier, that, that would have saved them versus Oregon. Uh, they would have beaten the Ducks. They had them beat. They let them come back. So that's why I think intriguing matchup. Now, some people are looking at both guys as NFL as NFL prospects. I get it. But they're both uh, – Penix, I don't know how he's still a junior. But Ward is only a redshirt sophomore. So, yeah, technically they can come out. But I think both guys are going to go back and continue to build on that. Maybe Penix may entertain it. But I, I feel like with Ward's ability – this will be the game that they you bring him in for. You bring in the transfer to win your rivalry game, to to show up big against your hated uh, cross-state rival in the Huskies. So I'm looking forward to seeing how he attacks this Husky defense because they're going to pose a lot of the same challenges that Oregon's defense did earlier in the season, and he had a really good game against them. All these spreads are so tight. Washington's laying two on the road. What are you doing, Emory? What's total, the by the way, is 58 and a half. Oh, so that will put you around 33-28. Do I see that happening in this game with these two quarterbacks and these two defenses? Of course I do, Ross. I'm going over that total. I'm staying away from the point spread. Once again, it's too tight. I don't know which Washington State defense will show up because it's not the one that we saw against Wisconsin. So I am going to attack the total, and I'm going – over i'm here for rivalry weekend chaos check him out on social that's the key at f ball game plan on twitter so you know everything emory is up to football game plan on youtube we of course are youtube.com slash ross tucker nfl you can also get the draft guide football game plan.com slash 2023 draft guide you should do that other than that Enjoy the holidays, enjoy Thanksgiving, enjoy all the football and food all weekend. The keg is kicked. We are all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.